0: Welcome back to navigating motherhood what episode is this nine Gabby? Oh, yeah i think so okay welcome back to episode nine we are super excited we started our book on the five love languages of children um that we shared on our facebook group and so far we just we just read the first little chapter which is love is the foundation and then we read about um the love language of physical touch so we're just gonna hit on that a little bit um basically the book opens up with a little like story of this couple this mom and dad who are struggling with their child's behavior it like quickly changed like this kid was getting a's in school was doing well and then all of a sudden the next year he was struggling with behaviors and like All that kind of stuff. And so they were like, we just don't know what is going on with our kid. And so when they went to the little seminar that this person, the book person, the author of the book was giving, um, it was a seminar for marriage. And she told um, the family, the mom and dad, to, even though this is about marriage, I want you to think about it as how this might help your son. And I thought that was interesting, Gabby, that like... They could connect like the struggles that they're having with their marriage and the ways of fixing that could yes. also help their okay. child yeah i thought that was neat when they said that in the book um, so basically they kind of asked like what are some changes that this family has been going through and um kind of what why maybe this kid might be acting out and they're saying that a lot of changes like the mom took on a full-time job which she used to be part-time and the dad started traveling more for his job and so um it was just they're just busy parents you know two working parents it's a lot Mm -hmm. and so they realized that the quality time that they were spending with their son dramatically changed and their son was having this quote-quote clingy behavior and with an acting-out behavior because he was not getting enough quality time at home. And so they finally were like, I think we need to, because that was affecting their marriage as well, because they weren't spending enough time together mm-hmm. and making that a priority. And so they're like, that totally makes sense that our son might need that quality time with us and so as soon as they learned that their son needed their his son's love language was quality time they quickly tried to implement that into their daily life and they said they saw dramatic changes within a few weeks and i thought that is crazy because parents just like I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of parents struggle with their kids' behaviors, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, why is my kid acting out? Why is my kid like clingy to me? Why is my child pushing kids at school? You know, why can't my kid sit still? You know, why does my child why is my child extra emotional? Stuff like that. And it's like if we learn the love language of our children, then we might be able to help them you know have better behaviors is kind of what I got from this first part what about you Gabby
1: the same I liked too how it kind of broke because I didn't know I mean I know there's love languages for adults like with your husband and your wife and but when you think about kids you don't really think about that so I thought that was really interesting how the book kind of broke down the love languages for them
0: yes I agree and one thing that she says I think actually it's a he I keep saying she but it's a he it's the guy a man author Gary (laughs) Gary
1: (laughs) I think there's two of them Gary and then the other one
0: so I feel like they're two guys Chapman
1: Ross yeah
0: anyway but they say like um one of the quotes is there there may be other factors involved But if you will give your son large doses of quality time and then sprinkle in the other four love languages, I think you will see radical changes in his behavior. So, like, I think with kids, though, like, I feel like adults have kind of, like, set love language. Like, they kind of just, this is the way they have a love language. I think it can change, but I think, like, they're majority quality time or majority physical touch. But I think when it comes to children, I think they're a mixture of all, but, like, largely one. Is kind of what they were saying in the book. Yeah. So, like, he needed large, large extra doses of quality time. But he also needs, like, physical touch and words of affirmation and all that kind of stuff as well. So, I thought that was cool. Did did you... Did you resonate at all with when they were talking about filling the emotional tank? Do you remember that part?
1: Yeah, it's the um oh. every child has an emotional tank, a place of emotional strength that can fuel him through the challenges day, challenging days of
0: childhood and adolescence. I loved that. So the way they say it, the emotional tank. Mhm. And filling that and making sure that's full. And I think let me think. I I highlighted that one they said Oh, it's it's necessary to train and discipline our children, but only after their emotional tanks have been filled and refilled because they can deplete regularly. So like obviously we need to discipline our kids and tell them right from wrong. Like that's yeah. A, but it's like we it's as parents, I I'm getting from this book that we need to look at the behavior all around, you know? Mm-hmm like look at it from all angles of like why why is my child throwing this fit and throwing herself on the floor like why i mean i don't think she's doing it to piss me off you know yeah not at this age anyway but like there's something seriously going on in their little minds their little bodies and their emotional tank is empty and so they're gonna have tantrums and they're gonna throw fits and they're gonna act out and it's like Before we just like, you know, yell at them or like, you know, whatever way you want to discipline your child, spank, time out, whatever. I think that it's important to maybe have that emotional tank pop in your head and think, is my child's emotional tank empty? And if you answer yes, then it's like, okay, let me fill her tank before I try to discipline her, because it's like. She's not going to get anything from it, you know? Yeah. She's going to be so over everything that she's not going to want to listen to me try to tell her what's right and what's wrong.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I really loved that. Did you have anything else from the emotional tank part that you wanted to share? I mean, kind of just
1: going off what you, you know, said is that a lot of people look as children to be adults, and it's easy to get frustrated with them and to you know, lose your temper, but their kids, like you said, you know, they have their emotional tank that needs filled. So I feel like a lot of times, like I said, we look at them like, why are you understanding this? Why are you doing this? But we don't remember. They're just babies, you know? So I feel like that's, it's easy to, to get there. So.
0: And I totally get it. Like there's times where I'm just, I'm tapped out. I'm done with Ellie. I don't I can't I cannot <laughs> take it anymore you know like yeah I totally get it and like some like I know that this information will come into my head at certain times and it's other times I'm not going to remember to take a step back but it's always nice and like after the fact like okay next time I'm going to make sure I pay attention to her cues of she's giving me of what she needs you know yeah I know it's hard. We're not saying it's a piece of cake. We're just saying, like, it's good to have this tool in your in your um, backpack just in case to help you yeah. navigate tantrums or behaviors and blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, and he mentioned, too, it, you know, it's hard um, when they're small. You know, it's easy to do it when they're small, but it even gets harder as it goes on when they get older. Right. So that's right. true, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Because, like, We can use that excuse of they're just babies. Like Ellie doesn't always understand words. She doesn't understand needs. She doesn't understand, you know, she gets, she knows what she wants. She doesn't know what she needs, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) And I think as kids get older, it's kind of like they have more to say about it. You know, they have different, they have more feelings. They, you know, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, one thing he also said was some when he was talking about unconditional love and conditional love, you know,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's not that he was saying like, parents, some parents have conditional love and others have unconditional. He was just saying like, you will unconditionally love your child, obviously, but like when you have that conditioned love, you have to have that conditioned love for the good and the bad times. Mm hmm. You know, you have to show your child your child's love language in the bad times as well as the good times, you know? Yeah. So, like, if your child has, like, a love language, a physical touch, when they're throwing a tantrum, you know, and what you really want to do is tell them to go to their room and shut the door. If their love language is physical touch, that's going to be really detrimental to that child, because that child needs to be, like, rubbed, his back rubbed while he is screaming to help him calm down a hug you know getting down to his level he needs to be touched to help him feel loved when he's having these big feelings yeah true. so like that thought was that was really cool when he said the unconditional conditional love to show them the love and in, in every way and i thought mm-hmm. i really with that too so they share a story they share lots of different stories of these kids and to show you kind of examples of their love languages and how people will, how their parents get through the love language and everything. And one of the stories they share about this little girl named Sophia. And um, she says at the end, like when she's all grown up and everything, she said it wasn't that her parents didn't love her, but that she did not feel loved. And I think that's where the, the unconditional and conditional love comes in comes in. Because obviously, we all know our parents love us no matter what, we know that. But unconditional love does not make a child necessarily feel the love. That's when the conditional love comes in. And I always thought that that was interesting, because I never really, I thought unconditional love was what we're always doing for each other. But that's not that is conditional love, because we chose that person, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. So they go over the love languages, which are, Gabby, do you want to share what all the love languages are? Yeah, so it was physical touch, words of affirmation,
1: um, quality time, receiving gifts, and acts of service.
0: Yeah. So like thinking about it, like what do you know what your love language is, Gabby?
1: You know, I always see that like, oh, my love language is this, my love language is that. I don't know. I mean, I guess mine would probably be physical touch. Okay. I, I would think. Yeah. What is yours?
0: Well, do you feel like yours changed after having Rowan or no? I don't know because
1: now it's like I I love when Chris will help out and do, you know, a bath time or do dishes. And it's kind of went away from, oh, you know, kiss me, hug me to can you do the dishes without having
0: to be asked. <laughs> I know. It like, turns into acts of service. Yeah yeah i feel like i feel like before my love language was my love language definitely still is quality time i do i need that quality time um Mm -hmm. and then i do think it is access service just because like i feel or no access service it was quality time and words of affirmation was before Ellie. I still think it is, um, but access of service, like I said, has squeezed in there. And I feel like that's that's the truth for like any mom because anybody yeah. wants a load taken off of them, you know? That's so true. I don't know if that's like my real love language for sure, but it is super nice when Timmy will do something without me asking and me walking in and seeing it's done. It's like, ugh, great, I can move on to my next task. And I think that's just yeah. that's just Showing that you guys are partners in your life, you know. But yeah, mine's definitely quality time and words of affirmation. Like if Timmy tells me something like, "Hey, like the way you said that today over lunch really kind of bothered me. Like I don't, I didn't like the way you said it or something." Like I take that and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm the worst person in the world. I can't believe I would ever say something wrong." And that's yeah. just because, like I know what it feels like when someone says something to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, and I want to hear like Caddy, like, like I don't necessarily need like compliments. That's not what words of affirmation is, and we'll we'll get yeah. into that one at some point once we read that. But anyway, I do think quality time and words of affirmation are mine. But we'll find mm-hmm. out maybe reading this book what we really yeah. are. it's True. I think physical touch. So we we'll go we'll go on to the first love language that we mm-hmm. read tonight was physical touch and Gabby you said that yours is physical touch so what are some things that like help you feel loved because physical touch is not necessarily like being intimate you know no yeah I mean physical touch
1: doesn't like you said always have to be physical but I just think you know which I guess that would kind of be words of affirmation but I, I don't know like just a hug or even you know I don't know. Cause then again, you know, I start thinking like, oh, you know, I, I love when Chris will say, you look beautiful, but that's kind of words of affirmation. But yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, physical touch is, you know, a hug, a kiss, yeah. um how he is with Rowan, you know, how he loves on Rowan. Just I think all that is, yeah. I would classify that under physical touch.
0: Absolutely. And like you watching him like tickle Rowan and hug her and, yeah, with her, you know, that that will also make you feel like you can see that he loves her through that. Mm -hmm. I think, so the book says that um, obviously hugs and kisses are the most common way of speaking the love language of physical touch, but there are other ways too. A dad can toss his um, year old son in the air. He spins his seven-year-old daughter around and around. She laughs wildly. A mom reads a story with her three-year-old on her lap. So sitting close on the couch
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and like just touching maybe hip to hip or like your feet are over him you know you know that is physical touch um i didn't really think about that and after reading this physical touch part i was like i really do think ellie actually is physical touch i used to say she absolutely is not Mm -hmm. but i think it's she doesn't like unnecessary touches (laughs) not like no baby does but you know what I mean like yeah she doesn't want me to rub her back really light like that that. Mm-hmm. because the rubbing overstimulates her
1: yeah
0: she loves to sit on my lap she wants me to she wants me to hold her she wants me to be next to her while we do things um so I do like I feel like her love language might be physical touch and quality time yeah um, but like she doesn't want me to change her diaper, which most babies don't. But change yeah, her clothes, to... wipe her mouth, wipe her hands, rub her, yeah. rub her back. Um, no, touch her feet. No, just just lay my hand on her no. She doesn't want any of that unnecessary stuff. She wants to just be there, hip to hip touching. But like that's it. Yeah. So I think it's a mixture for her would be physical touch of and quality time.
1: It also said, too, you know, that physical touch is one of the easiest ones to use. There's no real excuse not to use it.
0: Exactly. It does say that. So if you don't know where to start, start there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody, every human benefits from like a healthy physical touch. Yeah. Love language, you know, a healthy hug. You know, obviously, it does touch. It does touch on um negative negatively with yeah. children, children and adults who have been negatively physically touched, and you know, and how to overcome that. Very very small as a hit on that, but I did read that in this book. Um, I think I highlighted it. Let me see. Oh yeah, really really short. It talks talks about the dark side of touch and it just talks about like you know how it can cause some trauma obviously um and we shouldn't like take that lightly. We need to really it is an important thing and it the inappropriate part of that is beyond like what we're talking about in the book. So I don't think that's why it's going to hit on it much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am actually curious like if there um are women or men that go through any sexual assault or abuse um or just like verbally abusive of some sort you know like if it i would like to talk to someone about that and how it has affected like if if at all it has it affected their family like with them and their kids you know that i'd be i'd be curious to know about that Mm -hmm. um anyway i'd be curious to know like if they've had to work through really trying to respond to their child's love language, which is physical touch, you know, and like, because if they, like, if they don't want to be touched, why would they want, why would they think their kid wants to be touched? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure that is challenging. Like, yeah. So I'd be curious. Maybe we could, eventually, I would, I would love to hear, a sur- like, a survivor's story on here and, you know, how they've, got out and you know how they're how they've worked with their children on getting out and all that stuff. Maybe we should start one of those little series about that. You guys let us That'd know if be- it's something that you guys want to hear that there's other moms out there that might need advice on, you know. Um what were you going to say, Gabby?
1: No, just um repeating what you were saying is that would be um you know interesting to know yeah so
0: okay what else have i highlighted oh it gives us a list of um things to try um for parents to like kind of do to help uh, their child feel appreciated through physical touch and it gives you a whole list of like for example, it's when you greet or say goodbye to your young child, you'll give them a big old hug, you'll kneel down for them and like get on their level. It also says like you um cuddle or you let your child cuddle a soft item such as a blanket to soothe them. So like Ellie always every night will sit there and like pet her blanket.
1: That's how Rowan is. Does she? Yeah.
0: It's a family thing. let's see another one says you know make sure you're giving high fives um to congratulate your child for doing something positive like that is that's physical touch a high five yeah that is true i didn't think about that i know it feels so silly it's like we should already know that but (laughs) um but like when i read it i was like oh duh a high five that would be perfect
1: that is true because you don't think about it on, until you start reading about it, and it's like, oh yeah, that is, and then this is, and.
0: It also talks about like wrestling or like tickle fights, stuff like that. That's also physical touch, you know. Hmm. Um. It's kind of weird, like, because in the book it talks about um this dad who's like, I never thought about like wrestling with my my kid. Would be showing him that I love him, and it and it is like if you ask a little kid like, like, um, why do you think mommy and daddy love you, or how does mommy and daddy show you they love you? They play with me, they tickle me, we we wrestle. Like that's how they say. And so that kid would be like, my love language is physical touch. You know? Yeah. So that's so cool. So if you think your kid might be a physical touch um love language, it says in here like to kind of start um implementing extra physical touch to help your child like maybe behave better like if they're acting out because you don't think they're getting enough tension then every time they touch you you touch them back like if they come up and ask for you to hold them you hold them if they come up and they start holding your arm you turn and you start holding their arm and like you know you just reciprocate the, the touching to help them feel loved there's actually a mom who gave the mom that gave me this book from a library pr- play group. She said her daughter would, had like severe, like just kind of just not bad behavior, but acting out behavior where she wouldn't nothing, timeouts didn't work. Um, I don't know if she said spankings, but um, spankings wouldn't work. Things like any punishment. No, nothing would work. And she was like, I just can't get a handle on her. And she said, after she read this book, she realized that her daughter is, her love language would be physical touch. And so she did that every time her daughter touched her or asked to hold her or asked to cuddle her, um, she did that. And she actually started praying with her. She prayed with her every night, but she started like putting their foreheads together when they pray at night. And her daughter, like, ever since she started doing that, um her daughter has her behavior has gotten so much better because she's given her that individual attention of of that physical touch that
1: is true. true um
0: and a lot of times kids will act out you know when
1: they don't get that physical touch from their parents or attention so that is something to you know put notice on if you do see your kid yeah. acting out start thinking like you know am i giving them enough attention am i doing you know Are they acting out because they're wanting me to, you know, have physical touch with them? Or that's all things to think about too.
0: I mean, like, think about when we were in school. Like, people like would say mean things or like make fun of you to get to get a rise out of you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: And yeah.
0: So why is my kid acting this way? Like, what is this? What does my child need from me? Because, like, in my opinion, like, in my field, I mean, I'm a human services family family services major and what I've learned in my major was that there's no bad kid you know there's just bad behaviors and you know figuring out the root of this bad behavior whether it's environment or um, needs not getting met or that kind of thing like there's something that needs to change to help these kids thrive and I really think like I, I think I'll stick to that It was that there's no bad kids. Kids can't just be bad. Like there's reasons for their behavior. And so if yeah. you can just, you know, work and figure out, you know, what that need is for that kid, you're gonna see it just amazing results. And then these kids are gonna turn into these adults who could have been down a completely different path if no one gave them the chance. They just always thought they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm. I really hope like. And no, it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I've worked with kids a lot, and then obviously having Ellie now, and she's still young. But like, I get frustrated. Trust me. Like, if anyone saw me tonight, we had my family birthday party. I Ellie didn't nap today, so she was a pill all night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, like throwing herself on the floor screaming while we're trying to like leave. Like. And I was like, so done. But I had to keep telling myself, she did not have a nap today. She didn't have a nap, so she's exhausted, and she doesn't know yeah. how to express that she's tired. And it's just like I got home and I sat on the couch, and I just wanted to cry. <laughs> and I was like, Aww. I was like, I don't even want to record this podcast. I'm so overwhelmed. And I thought, you know what? No, the podcast is for me. I love doing this with you. And so I was like. Aww. I'm going to talk about what happened because I feel like that's such everyday real life, you know, like kids suck sometimes.
1: Yeah. It is hard being a parent.
0: Yeah, it is. And I just feel like I, it it helped me to keep remembering. She didn't have a nap. She's going to sleep good. That's why she's having these behaviors. It just helped me stay in a more positive mood.
1: Yeah, if you put yourself in a good mindset, it helps you. It helps your whole attitude and mood.
0: Anyway, that was a little t- tangent I went on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she definitely wanted extra hugs and, and cuddles today too. So I do feel like more and more as I read this book and the more I learn, learn Ellie, because you learn your kid more and more every day. You know, mm-hmm. you, I'm starting to think that. Physical touch is definitely one of her love languages for sure. But, um, do you have any more like notes from your, these two chapters, Gabby? No,
1: not. I mean, just the ones I had read, but not any other ones.
0: So, like, I remember what you said when you said, like, each children, each, each age gets is different, you know, like, yeah. Obviously, a 13 year old's not going to, see love the same way a seven-year-old will like and I think that it does change and so they share kind of like what some of the children that they've talked to um had said like they asked them like how do you how do how do you know mommy and daddy love you or how do you know grandma and grandpa love you and um the seven-year-old said I know my mommy loves me because she hugs me and then a junior in college says I am every time I left the house as long as I can remember I always got a hug and kiss for my mom and a hug for my dad if he was home. Um, it says that some of my friends can't believe that my parents give me hugs like that um, because they didn't grow up with a touching family. Um, and he says it gives him warm feelings inside. A junior in college. So he's, you know, like, I just feel like even though we grow up, we still need, you know, we still need to be loved. Uh- to be loved yeah, so I love hearing that, and then this girl said she's eleven she was dad's always bumping me when he walks by the hallway
1: oh, <laughs> and that's important too I mean it's important for both boys and girls, but especially little girls with their dads that dads are very involved.
0: oh my gosh do you I mean, I'm sure you remember like your dad I mean I remember my dad like always like like we would walk down the hallway and he like he would bump us and we'd mm-hmm. be like. And it would be fun. It would be, like, a fun little thing. Or, like, even with Mark, like, it's just, it's funny because it's, like, that's the way our dads are showing that they love us, by playing, you know? Yeah. That's what dads are good for. I know. To me, it's the same way, you know? It's, like, and it's just, it's good to see that, you know? It's good to, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, oh, that means, that was my dad telling me he loved me, you know? Yeah when he just bumped me in the hallway, like <laughs> we could have been mad about it, but instead we laughed because we were just showing each other love, you know? Yeah. Funny. Okay. So I think the key thing we got from this, I just really loved that emotional, that emotional tank. And I think that, um, that's the biggest thing I got from these two chapters. Um, obviously and physical touch, but Hmm. The next time we, the next time we get on to talk about this book, we'll talk about the next love languages. Um, so the next one is going to be words of affirmation and quality time. So we'll talk about those two next time. Um, so if, if for those of you who still want to read this book with us, it's called The Five Love Languages of Children, and it's um, really good. Written by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell. Yeah, you like it, Gabby? I do. It's really good. It's interesting. I know it kind of gives you a different outlook on your kid mm-hmm. and your spouse. Like they said,
1: yeah. I mean, if you think about it, love languages can be used for all ages. So,
0: yeah, very do helpful. You like, do you, What do you think, Chris's love language is?
1: I, I don't know. I'm not good when it cut. Like I don't. I should know my yeah. husband. But I just don't. I don't know my own.
0: <laughs> That's okay. you like, so you different. Don't, right. You don't know it. But as I bet as soon as we're done with this book, you'll know. You'll be able to pinpoint exactly where he is and you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like you're probably words of affirmation. Because, like, things that you're saying. And I think, like, the same reason. that I, I like to be told, like, you know, I like to be told I look pretty. You know, especially by your husband. Yeah. I want my husband to think that I'm pretty. Yeah. (laughs) But like, or like, I want to be told that if he thinks I'm doing a good job, I want him to tell me that he thinks I'm doing a good job with Ellie. Like, that's probably my favorite compliment from him is, is that, honey, I think you're doing a great job with Ellie. Yeah. Or honey, you, you handled that situation of Ellie's meltdown really well. Um. and you're like wait did i chris will say (laughs) that you did so good i'm like oh really (laughs) are you sure Um, yeah no that's too funny but um yeah it's like those just like hey great job today you know you really you really could have just quit and threw in the towel but instead you pushed through and i'm proud of you for that that's words of affirmation, you know. Like it's not just ob- I mean obviously it's compliments as well, but it's more of acknowledging hey. <laughs> yeah, I can see you know. It's more of acknowledging um acknowledging your work, you know. Yeah. I like to be acknowledged that I'm what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. And- Think
0: that's a bad thing or a self-centered thing at all.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
0: anyway. Yeah. So Timmy is definitely physical touch. That's well, possible. you're better. At least you know your husband. Well, Timmy <laughs> makes it so obvious. Like, mm. like he's the most touchy person I think I've ever met in my life. Mm. Like, uh. which is fine. I get overstimulated really easily though with touch like I've been like that my whole life and so they'll be. it's like like I said same with Ellie like unnecessary touches I'm very I have sensory issues like for sure and like the little like rub for no reason I'm like if you're gonna rub me I want you to really rub my shoulders you know really get in there I don't want the surfacey, you know I'm, <laughs> or like just when you walk by and just like slaps you on the butt it's into mm-hmm. it's it's infuriating sometimes. It's irritating. I'm like what? now sometimes it's fine. It depends on the mood. Like if I'm like stressed because Ellie trying to make Ellie a sandwich and she's yeah. crying and then he smacks me, I'm like, bro. <laughs> like I'm stressed and then you're just gonna add to it. Now if we're flirting, that's one thing, you know? Yeah. Then it's funny and fun, but if like I'm in the zone, like read Don't the room. Me. You know? Yeah don't or like if ellie was super clingy like tonight i'm like that's another reason why i was like i'm gonna go record this podcast is because i'm so touched out because she was all over me for the last Mm. three hours you know that i'm just like i can't sit close to anyone right now like i'm secluded in my room right now with the door shut i gotta reset i gotta reset you know um but I have to remember that that is his love language, so I have to, I have to make sure that I love him that way. Mm-hmm. You know? that's,
1: that's true. The,
0: that's the point. Just because I have a different love language, even though, like, I'll say, Timmy, I'm so proud of you. Timmy, thank you for working so hard so that I can stay home part time. You know, and he appreciates me telling him those things. I'm telling him I'm proud of him and that he's a good dad. But yeah. like, I need to also- do anything right i need to also like you know give him a hug when i say it or yeah you know rub his arm when i say it or you know sit really close to him when we're watching a movie even though like i rather have my blanket with my little uh ice cream all in the cover you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so the challenges of like loving loving people in their love language even when it's not yours that's the hard mm-hmm. part too Alright, do you have any other comments you want to say about the book? I don't, but it is, a, like I said, it is
1: a really good book and I do really enjoy it and I think other people would enjoy it too. Especially if you're a mom or even just a wife or anything, it's a good book to read.
0: I mean, we're always looking to new parenting things of how we can help our kids be great adults, you know? I think all, yeah. all our, even our moms, everybody does the same thing. We want to know how to raise our kid you know Mm -hmm. so any book like this is just helpful so okay so it's again i'm going to share it on the facebook group but it's the five Love languages of children by gary chapman and ross campbell and we're going to read the next time we're going to do the oh what did i say was it um oh words of affirmation and quality time are going to be the next two we do so Thank you for listening and we will see you next week. See you. Bye. Ya.